there's a specific characteristic we're going to press into this morning. But let's just take a moment first and think about God. Think about all the things he is to you. How would you describe him? And you can even shout out your answer. What's like one of your favorite characteristics about him or like one of the defining things that he is for you? Healer. Ooh, good one. Dad. Oh, that's nice, Anthony. I like that. What's that? Come, Gold star for you. We're going to talk about that. Yes. Any others? What was that? Kind. Strength. Yes. Faithful. Comfort. Oh, these are great. Ooh, unfathomable. Good one, Lucy. Yeah, he's all these things. He's, what's that? Closer than skin. Yes. Freed. Oh, now we've just started this really fun thing. This is great. Yes, yes. He's all these things, guys. He's all these things and, and more, right? He's, he is kind and he is so close to us and he is healer and he's restorer and he's redeemer and he's compassionate. Deliverer. Well, okay, I, I'm going to have to pause you guys. Because <laughs> if you just keep doing it, like, we're never going to get to hear the testimonies of how all these characteristics of him actually plays out. So that was a fun activity. But now, back to business. Yes, Jillian. But yeah, he is all these things, right? And we can describe him with all of these attributes. We can describe him in, in all these ways. I mean, we literally just kind of saw it, didn't we? we? We could go on and on and on for forever. In fact, like, we will. <laughs> At some point, if you love Jesus, you'll be in heaven for all eternity just worshiping him, just reveling in all he is, right? But interestingly, the most common way the Lord is described in the Old Testament is compassionate and gracious, slow to anger, abounding in steadfast love. It's repeated over and over again in many of the prophets, in the Psalms, in Exodus. He's routinely described as compassionate. It is central to who he is. Central to our understanding of God is that he is a compassionate God. And, you know, we can kind of think of what compassion is and and we think it's uh, a deep care for people, which it is. And, and it's a great kindness towards people, which it is. But there's actually a deeper level of compassion that the Lord shows. So the Hebrew word for compassion that's repeated over and over and over again is, and I might pronounce this wrong, but I'm going to try, rachamim. And it actually comes from the same word as womb, as a mother's womb. So when the Lord talks about that he is compassionate, he's actually saying that he cares for people, cares for us, for me and you, the way a mother cares for her infant vulnerable child, for the, the needy child who, who can't do anything for him or herself. That's how compassionate God is for us. That's the level of connection his compassion shows us. And then interestingly, as he often does, he pushes it even farther. And so in Isaiah 49, 15, it'll come up on the screen, I think. 
This is the Lord speaking, and he says, Can a woman forget her nursing child, that she should have no compassion on the son of her womb? Even these may forget, yet I will not forget you. So God is saying, I have this level of compassion for you, the the level of care and love that a mother has for her child, and then some. That actually... Even maybe the mother forgets the baby, but, but I'm not going to forget you. I'm not going to stop caring about you. I'm not going to stop showing you this great love and affection I have for you. And, um, you know, obviously today is Compassion Sunday. And so I was, we, you know, we're chatting about compassion and what it is and, and what we, we believe God wants to impart today about his compassion. And so I was chatting with Johnny, who's uh, one of our pastors. Um, he's the pastor who oversees worship and compassion. So, you know, he knows a thing or two about compassion. And he said that compassion is when heart meets movement. I loved that. That actually our care isn't just a feeling. God's care for you isn't just a nice feeling he has for you. But it actually moves him to act. And the thing about God is that it's not enough. It wasn't enough for him just to say, oh, I really care for you. I have compassion on you. And it wasn't even enough for him to say, yes, I have compassion, so I'm going to reach down and help. No, our God, to show his great compassion, comes down. He himself enters into our world, our world that is full of pain and hardship and trials and suffering, and he comes in it. He becomes Emmanuel, God with us. His compassion is that he enters into us, into into this world, into everything we experience, and he cares for us. In it. Not just as a passing thing like, oh, bless you. Okay. Sorry. Sorry about that, you know. No, he comes and he sits in whatever situation we find ourselves in. And he comforts us in it. He delivers us in it, right? And we see this, the fullness of this in in Jesus. That Jesus does literally come and dwells with us, right? Emmanuel, God with us. And then you look at the life of Jesus and all the things he did in the Gospels. And he was constantly showing compassion. When he encountered someone who was in physical pain, he healed them. When he, he met someone who was demonically oppressed, he set them free. When everyone in her community had ostracized her, he meets the woman at the well and he, he talks to her. He offers love and community and connection to her. That's his compassion over and over again. So Jesus teaches us what compassion is and then he specifically, in Luke 6, commands us to do it. He says, in so directly, literally, he says, be compassionate as your father is compassionate. Compassion isn't just supposed to describe the Lord. It's supposed to describe us. 
It's supposed to describe God's people. That we would deeply care for those in need. That we wouldn't just feel it or, you know, kind of give a little something when we can, but we would enter into the need. And we would comfort and relieve it as much as we could. That's what we are called to do. That is who we are called to be, people of compassion. John Wimber, who's the founder of the Vineyard Movement, of which Coastline is a part of, he said, I mean, he had a real heart for, for compassion and justice. And, um, I mean, I strongly recommend that you, like, read some of his biographies or sermons. He has so much to say about serving the needy and social justice and all these beautiful things. But one of my favorites, he said, Give some portion of what you have, time, energy, money, on a regular basis to this purpose to redeeming people, to caring for people. We are called for our heart to meet movement, for our hearts to move us to action, to this purpose, to redeem and care for people. And this can look like a lot of things. And I know some of you in this room are doing a lot of these things, and that's amazing. And so let today be an encouragement. You know, I, I know people in this room have actually invited Ukrainian refugees to come live with them. That's compassion. That's God's heart. Maybe, um, you know, when you pass a homeless person on the street, you, you stop and speak with them, or you buy them a sandwich. That's the compassion of God. Maybe you have a friend in prison and you go visit him. That's compassion. Or, or your neighbor's going through a divorce and so you pop in and, and have a cuppa with her. Those are all pieces of God's compassion. There's so many ways that we can show this world the compassion of Jesus. And so this morning, we want to give you a few examples, and we want to highlight some of the people in our family that are really pioneering this. And we want to share with you some of the stories of how God's compassion and God's people's compassion have changed lives. 